0: Welcome to the Next Level Experience. I'm your host, Michael Barfield, and we are about to dive into the deep end where we are going to become the best version of ourselves. So if you're ready or not, get ready because we're about to buckle up and dive into the deep end, baby. Let's go. Welcome, guys, to the second night of fitness. I hope you guys enjoyed last night where, you know, we really touched on belly fat and we touched on how to burn belly fat. If you need access to that recording, just let me know in the comments below and I'll be sure to send that over to you now. If everybody will, please welcome Jillian to our group. Um, hey. I, I spoke on <laughs> um, I spoke on Jillian's, uh, wait, wait, did I speak in your group or was it on the podcast? I, I can't recall.
1: Uh, it was just in our group, uh, I was like a month or two ago, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, Jillian had me in her group a few weeks ago, kind of just sharing my story, kind of sharing, you know, my insights on how to break through and how to, you know, create better habits, if you will. Um, so, you, you know, I was like, hey, Jillian, why don't you come in here and, and, you know, spit some fire and spit some facts for some of my guys and gals and, you know, educate us all on flexible dieting. Uh, of course, yeah. with the holiday season right around the corner, we are what, 12 days from Christmas? Yeah, Yeah, it's 12 crazy. days. Wow. It's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this month has been flying by. It's crazy yeah. to think like this month is already halfway over.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It, I feel like it was just Halloween like five minutes ago.
0: Right, for sure. And like the irony of me wearing a squat yeah. t-shirt <laughs> in December and you saying that, it's just crazy. Yeah, uh, Cool deal. So um, as you guys know, um, you know, one thing that we do talk about a lot in our group and within our program is the flexible dieting approach. Coach Megan, she loves to call it food freedom, which I also call it that here and there as well. Um, but, you know, Jillian, if you would like to kind of just take it away, um, can can you kind of go into some detail about what flexible dieting, dieting is from your perspective?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let me ask this to you. Um, just so I can make sure I mm-hmm. I gear this correctly, because we have a very wide clientele. Do you guys like put an emphasis on macros? Do you guys put an emphasis more on like portion control? Like what do your clients like typically like to do?
0: So in the beginning, we kind of make our clients go through the process of kind of rewiring their brain with you know hey this is a good food this is a bad food type of deal Um, we do do a macro approach but it's more loosely based on calories in the beginning because because we kind of focus on hey let's focus on actually eating more calories then Mm -hmm. we can start nitpicking at the small things like our proteins and our carbs and our fats so so it's kind of like they got to graduate to it
1: Cool. Um, we actually do a similar approach within our coaching program too. So, um, just so you guys know, you know, typically the the population that I coach is more focused on women who have a long standing history of yo-yo dieting, which I'm sure you guys see a lot of in here with, with him as well. And, um, a hundred percent when it comes to macros, like I'll dive into this It's such a beautiful tool to give you like ultimately so much food freedom. And I think sharing my story and background with that will help a lot, but, um, really always the focus, if you are under eating is like, eat more food, I don't care where it comes from right now. And then like, let's nitpick at it later. Um, so I love that because we do something super similar. So I'm sure you guys know if you're in this group, what macros are, um, right. We've got our carbs, fats, and proteins. And um, there are so many ways to do this, and I talk about this a lot within my community that I have so many people come to us and say, like, oh, I tried tracking macros and it didn't work for me. And I'm like, pump your breaks because we all eat macros, no matter what diet we're on. It's just a it just comes down to approach and doing it the right way for your body, for your diet history, all those things, right? There's so many factors. So I'm gonna do a super quick story and give you guys some background on how I figured out what a macro was. And, and I think that journey is, um, super impactful for just why we coach our clients the way that we do. Um, so I competed in bodybuilding back in 2014, 15 and 16. And what a journey that was because, um, I got into it thinking we were in it for like health, right? Like I'm going to be super fit. I'm going to be on stage. I'm going to be super healthy. And, um, no, like so fucking toxic. Hopefully you guys use that language in here. So toxic. Um, it's yeah, just... yeah
0: feel feel free to uh to curse often. <laughs> cool. I I am guilty of dropping F-bombs it just, and just like my across, you know. Yeah, oh dude, for, for real. Like we're all adults in here, so it's all good.
1: <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um so it's it's so toxic and it really took me down a spiral. I remember walking out of work one day and I was a few weeks out from my show and I was going to the gym six, seven days a week. And I was on around 900, between 900 and a thousand calories a day. I remember eating a green pepper on a hot summer day. No joke. Like this is how much this day has impacted me and kind of launched me to where I am today. I was on my lunch break. I was outside by myself in 90 degrees trying to get steps in. And I was eating a green pepper. Like it was an apple and thinking that I was like enjoying myself, right? Like that's like Nothing in terms of calories. And I went back in to you know, finish the second half of my shift. And I was working in the medical field and I actually had to go home. Um, I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up. I almost passed out. I was so lethargic that I felt like my brain was just like not functioning. And I was like, I've got to go home. I don't feel well um, that led down a long road of binge eating. Um, I would go home and say, I'm just going to have a tablespoon of peanut butter and I would eat the jar until I was like physically uncomfortable. I would have to go to bed because I couldn't do anything else and wake up the next day and just hate myself. And it led me down a really dangerous path. And ultimately I ended up with a binge eating disorder for about three years. And it wasn't until I found, another coach and bless her soul. I'm still connected with her all these years later. And she introduced me to the world of flexible dieting and actually nourishing my body. And what like a huge shift, um, because we get so caught up in calories and the scale and all of these like numbers that don't mean anything. And in the grand scheme of things, um, we need all three macros for a lot of reasons. And I'll talk about that, but most women that come to me specifically under eat on protein, um, Mm -hmm they think carbs are bad and they, they, you know, it used to be fats make you fat. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it was carbs make you fat and sugar is bad. And I have Mm -hmm. people say, well, I try to eat really well. And, um, you know, I don't eat, I I only eat brown rice and I only eat sweet potato. And I'm like, no, 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 Right. (laughs) This is not how this works. Um, so ultimately, I I ended up going through multiple reverse diets. I ended up eating around 2,800 calories a day and maintaining my weight and lifting because it felt good. And it was incredible. Um, I will say that was a little bit of an experiment with the reverse diet. I wanted to push my metabolism and see really how far I could take it. Yeah. Um, turns out a 130 pound gal can eat 2,800 calories. It just didn't really feel great for
0: me. <laughs> so, so, um, so w- really quick. W- what's really funny <clears throat> is uh, Denise, one, w- one of my private clients, yeah. um, she is eating close to 2,500 right now. Yeah. And like, she lost a pound last week and mm-hmm. I'm like, you're still losing weight and you're eating like 2500 calories yes. like this is absurd yeah yeah like it's just so crazy because like i use her a lot for for just like examples of like hey this is what happens whenever we actually do take care of the metabolism and actually do feed the body because like yep. i i tell our clients all the time the body wants to be fed it doesn't want to be malnourished like it yep. doesn't want to starve
1: yep um so we <clears> actually <throat> have a client um uh, whitney she's my prodigy, she came to us yeah. at 1400 calories, wanting to lose 40 pounds. Um, and she was very patient with the process, she never asked to go into a calorie deficit, she never pushed that threshold. And she, the reason that she didn't is because she was wildly compliant from the start, which mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot, like we're pretty reasonable with our approach. And she ended up getting up to 2876 calories and lost 33 pounds during that process, but she was compliant. That's not the case for everybody in reverse diet, right? Like she's very lucky that she was in that percentage of people that do lose that amount of weight, but she wanted to lose 40 pounds and she lost 32 in that reverse diet, like I was like, no, you're not going into a fat loss phase. You've got eight more, like hang Mm -hmm. out at maintenance, live your life. You're still losing body fat. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the really cool part about macros, because if you look at her food diary, and this is what I'll talk about. She's religious about hitting her protein goals. And she's very religious about hitting her calorie goal daily within a hundred calories, but we don't give her carbs and fat goals. Um, They land where they land. And Mm -hmm. that comes with a caveat. And this is what I tell my clients that from a hormone standpoint, fats are so, so important. And we never take clients, um, really sub like 50 grams of fats in a mm-hmm. fat loss phase. And, and there are certain cases where we do, it just depends on the person, but realistically women need 60 grams of fat a day. Like you need that to support your hormones and to support vitamin and nutrient absorption and so many other processes. And I think most people lean one way or the other, like usually if people favor carbs, obviously fats are lower and then vice versa, vice versa. Um, but realistically people think, oh, if I'm eating all these fats, then I, I need to be keto. I need to be low carb. And I'm like, no, 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 we need all three balanced. And that's the point of flexible dieting, right? We're having a little bit of all three macros, but we talk about like you hear 80, 20 rule. And like, really, what does that mean for people? For us, it means not 80% compliance, not 80% consistency. It means 80% of your diet is made up of nutrient dense foods. Meaning Mm -hmm. we know fucking fruits and veggies are important. Right. But also I know that date night with my husband is important because it's, they are far and few between once you have kids. And when those moments happen for me, I honor that. And I, I want to be present. I want to be in the moment. I don't want to be overthinking my food and my meal. So I plan accordingly.
0: Wait, Jillian, I I thought uh thought fruit made you fat.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Fruit makes you (laughs) fat. You can't have fruit. Um, we actually have a lot of former Octavia users in our program and they were not allowed to eat fruit on that. And I was like, It's so mind blowing. Uh, it is how?
0: so mind-blowing like like for real like i bring this up all the time whenever we're talking yeah. to clients i'm like think about the food pyramid whenever we were growing up and like the education system yes. like they, they teach us like fruits and vegetables are like the staple like it's the yeah. foundation of the pyramid like
1: but the sugar but the sugar and the fruit right that's what everybody always says um just no for so many reasons <laughs> just no right um but yeah, it's, and it's I like, I get it. I've, I was sucked into diet culture myself. I did the crazy things to lose the weight. I have done some super toxic shit and flexible dieting is incredible because when you go on these restrictive diets and go zero to a hundred and all right, I'm going to cut out carbs on Monday. I've got to do it. I've got to lose 50 pounds, whatever you do to lose the weight is what you have to do to keep it off. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if you cannot stick to whatever diet you're starting on Monday, five years from now, don't do it unless you can be keto for the rest of your life. Do not do it. There is such a small population with certain medical conditions that keto applies to and Mm -hmm. is great for Mm
0: -hmm.
1: more likely than not. If you're listening to this, you are not one of them (laughs) fucking eat carbs. Like you need them for so many reasons. Um, but with that being said, um, do you want me to dive into like calorie breakdown of macros or how like nitty gritty do you want this to be?
0: So let's talk about this really quick. Cause I know, I know a lot of people in both of our programs, you know, I'm sure you've seen this plenty of times, you know, people come in and they're used to eating 1200 calories. They're used to eating below that, even like they're, they're used to cutting carbs, avoiding sugars, avoiding their favorite foods. Let's, I kind of want to talk about like the mindset around that. Like, like how do you get over that mindset hurdle with your clients?
1: Yeah. So it's funny. We actually, when clients talk to us, um, And we, you know, we have a very, very small population of clients that come to us and are in a good place metabolically that are just ready to lose fat mentally and physically, right? I'm sure that percentage
0: is small also, right?
1: I mean, probably 3% of every woman that we talk to is actually eating. I'm I'm in the 3%. Like, my husband is like, you are unwell that you can eat as much food as you do. But (laughs) not everyone is that way. I don't fear food. I used to. And that is... Honestly, that's the hardest part. And that's what I tell everyone that comes into my program is this mental shift in the first like six weeks is your biggest challenge. If you can get over that hurdle and that hump of not labeling foods as good or bad, not feeling the need to binge because you don't have the need to restrict and eating more food because that's what your body wants you're good. I always say weight loss is a side effect of that, right? Mm -hmm. You start to nourish your body. The weight is just going to fall off. But if you keep ignoring, I just made a reel about this today. If you have constant fatigue and you're not going to the bathroom every day and you're exhausted and you have to have caffeine to make it to 8 PM, when your kids go to bed, your body's sending you all of these signals and literally just throwing up these red flags and you're ignoring them. The Mm -hmm. reason that my client Whitney lost weight through her reverse is because she started to work with her body. And guess what her body did back? It was like, high five, let's do it. What do you want? What do you got? Right. Oh, and yeah. it was just her working tandem with her body. And we always go until it's a plateau. That is like our approach. Mm-hmm. So we're going to reverse until you plateau. We're going to hang out there. And that's your body saying, cool, we're good. We got, what we need him. Same thing in a fat loss phase. We go until we plateau. That's your body saying, Hey, I don't like this. I've had enough. Mm -hmm. You need to listen to that. Like, and that's our job as coaches is to direct you like, nope, we cannot push this envelope any further. It's, it's time to call it. Um, So that is, that is the biggest shift though, is that mindset. And I think it's a lot of like back and forth, right? And that's the beauty of having a coach is that Mm -hmm. those meltdowns, like, uh, listen, I've had people call me at 6am, like my pants are fitting weird. I don't like this. The scale is up. I had a girl call me and say she's gained three pounds. She was at a bachelorette party. She had already <laughs> lost. It was a day after the bachelor party. She had lost 12 inches in her first month with us eating more food. Yeah. Yes. And homegirl was worried about the, the scale spike after a bachelorette party. I'm like, did you have fun? Because that is all that matters in this conversation right, right now. Um, but it's huge. And honestly, it just it's it's time. But also having a professional in your corner, take that stress out of your brain and put it in theirs all you have to do is show up and, and check your stuff, right? Check your boxes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the beautiful thing about it when it comes to to this. And then you say, okay, I ate a potato last night and the scale went down. So it's those little like accumulation of wins that you're like, you start to develop that belief that we have and we mm-hmm. know is there. Um, but it's hard. It's, it's such a huge shift to make.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like, I'll bring this into perspective as well, to kind of build off on, you, you know, you talk about, Hey, I ate a potato last night and the scale dropped um, oftentimes in bodybuilding, you, you know, whenever you kind of hit like a wall and you hit like a plateau it's sometimes time for a refeed It's sometimes yeah. time to just bump food up for a day and see what happens. And most of the time I've discovered that with our athletes, whenever we bump food up on yeah. like moments where they're not hitting or where, where like moments they are hitting like a wall with their weight loss or their fat mm-hmm. loss, all of a sudden, boom, floodgates opens. And now yep. all of a sudden they're burning like crazy. Yep. And sometimes it's just a matter of the body's being malnourished. Sometimes it's a, it's a process of the body's not getting what it wants. Yep. And, you, you know, I'm a big proprietor of always talking about, Hey, your body's very stubborn. If you don't give the body what it wants, it's not going to do what you want it to do.
1: Yep. And, you know, with refeeds and we do, sometimes we'll do two week diet breaks, depending on the person and compliance mm-hmm. and all those things. But if you've ever like been on a diet and then you like, you binge, you go off the rails a little bit and you wake up in the morning and you're like, Oh shit. Like scaling down this morning. Mm -hmm. I did not expect that. That's not a coincidence. Like you didn't, you didn't do anything intentional, but your body, like those signals that you were feeling in your brain, your body was like sending that to you. Like, hello, I need this. And you gave it that, Mm more than likely if the scale went down, it's because you didn't totally overdo it. Um, for sure, You replenish those glycogen stores in your body. like, cool, let me let some of this go. Cause I got some good stuff coming in. Um, but yeah, it's for
0: sure. So uh, another thing that I wanted you to really touch on is yeah. um, the importance of females consuming protein, because I can tell you as a man, as a male, you know, we're always pushed protein powder, we're always pushed creatine, we're always pushed like, hey, eat a lot of red meat and eat like a lot of chicken to like grow Mm -hmm. your muscles and, you know, all this jazz. But, you know, you really don't see the industry, you know, really pushing that stuff to women as of late, you know, you kind of do a little bit more. And that's mainly due to the amount of coaches that are now sparking. Um, But for a majority of the last decade, you don't really see a lot of products being pushed to females about the importance. Importance of consuming protein. So, I would love for you to touch on that.
1: Yeah. So, um, I weigh currently about 145 pounds and I have anywhere from 140 to 150 grams of protein a day. Now, most people, and if you like my whole TikTok is about protein, if mm. you go on there, I argue with people all day long. I will argue with doctors. I will argue with registered dietitians. I do not care because if you Google, like from a medical field standpoint, what the daily recommended protein intake is it's wildly low. Actually, mm-hmm. I think the RDA recommends 0. 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. That's nothing. That's like 50 grams a day for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So sure, that is enough to support a sedentary human, which let's be real. They are talking to the general population, right? The majority of the population is obese and too sedentary. Yep. If you are a female who wants to be toned, you don't want to be skinny fat, like, right. I've heard people say, oh, I got down to my goal weight and I hated how I looked." Yeah. Cause you are fixed on the scale, right? Yes. The thing that makes that shift calories make you lose weight. Macros make you lose fat, right? And it's not macros are calories. When I say that, what I mean is you're eating the right amount of protein. You're not just tracking a calorie number every day. That shift is making sure you have enough fat to support your hormones. You have enough carbs to support your, um, muscle building, your energy in the gym, all those things, your hormones, and you have enough protein to support adding that lean muscle tissue. And, and the other side of things is consuming protein literally burns more calories than consuming mm-hmm. carbs and fats. So the more protein you're incorporating a higher percentage of protein within your daily calorie intake, you are literally burning more calories. Um, you can burn literally a couple hundred calories more a, a week, Mm -hmm. eating more protein than eating more fats, because it's that much of a difference. Um, Now, in the grand scheme of things, that makes up about 10% of your daily calorie burn, which sure, that's small. But what I tell everyone is so so many women are fixated on how many calories they burn in the gym. If you go to the gym, and you go in with the intention of adding muscle, and you're eating enough protein to support that what you're going to do is increase your daily calorie burn overall, Mm -hmm. because 150 pound me Who's been lifting for eight years next to 150 pounds? Somebody else who's never touched a dumbbell in her life. That's why I can eat 2,800 calories. I have done all the things, but I eat a lot of protein yeah. and I have a lot more muscle in my frame, and that protein helps support and maintain that muscle. So I burn a lot more calories doing nothing, which means I can eat more nachos than you. That's it.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So actually, Sunday morning we we actually had a live lesson about uh, skinny fat. Yeah. Uh, about like what skinny fat is and how it like occurs and how it happens. And, uh, you, you know, one thing that we really talked about a lot was like, if you don't use your muscle, you actually end up losing it. Yeah. And like, like a lot of people, you, you know, a lot of beginners and, you know, we're going to see this at the start of the new year, people are going to hop on the keto train and people are going to yeah. hop on the elliptical and not even think about resistance training or think about protein or, you know, anything like that. And then maybe they lose some weight. Maybe they do see some results, but yeah. nine times out of 10, they're going to look in the mirror and they're going to think, oh shit, I look worse than I did before. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, so I, when, one thing that I all, uh, I always notice, especially whenever we work with women, They come into our program and we go, cool, like we're going to have you kind of track, you know, your food a little bit just to see what a typical day looks like for you. We do that for a little bit. Then we kind of build off of that. And then, you know, we kind of give them kind of like an end goal, like, hey, the end goal is to get you to here. And most of the time, whenever we tell them that number, they're like. What you mean?
1: <laughs> what I'm like, you mean? No, Ablo. No, thank
0: you. <laughs> right. Like what you mean? Um, and one thing that I noticed as well is oftentimes females struggle to eat a lot of food. And I, I really think it's just because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but females are often, you know, brought up in society like, hey, you're not supposed to eat as much as a man. You're supposed to yeah. eat less, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, being a woman yourself and going through that journey as well, you know, how did you get over that hurdle? You know, cause like you shared with us that you got up to what, 2,800 calories and you're still yeah. like kicking ass, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so how did you get there? Yeah. Like mentally?
1: Um, it's it honestly, and nobody is going to like this answer. Um, I stopped dieting and genuinely I found what my maintenance calories were and I stayed there for about three years. And The good news is, and I say, nobody likes that answer because they don't like the way that sounds. Mm -hmm. But when I tell you how it, where it got me, you're going to like the, the effect of it. So nobody likes to hear that they are eating at maintenance because everyone thinks nothing happens when they eat at maintenance, you hear maintenance and you think nothing's changing. You're maintaining, Mm -hmm. right? I lifted very intentionally, but. I just went to the gym and did what felt good for me. And that's really cool. So I still followed a structured strength training program, but I lifted heavy because that's what made me happy. And I stopped doing that because I had all these crazy goals and I thought I had to do high intensity and I thought I had to do this. And I got into CrossFit and I did all these crazy things. And I was like, whoa, this is getting out of hand. Like this isn't even fun for me anymore. So I stopped, I went to maintenance, ultimately I learned what that felt like for me. And then I stopped tracking food for two years. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome because I learned how to eat intuitively, which is a conversation for another day. But if you have not ever tracked macros, don't even Google that word. Um, And I ate that way for a really long time. And I made more changes to my physique in those three years than I did competing in bodybuilding because I was under eating when I competed in bodybuilding. I was doing Mm -hmm. two hours of cardio a day. I stopped doing cardio because I didn't fucking like it. I hit my daily step goal. I started going outside for walks, even if it was 20 degrees and I lifted weights three days a week. I made more changes during that time frame than I did ever. And ultimately, because I learned how to nourish my body, I started to seeing the changes and how fast I could add muscle to my frame. And I was like, whoa the scale staying the same, but I look really fucking different and my inches were changing, but I have been the same weight for probably four years within five pounds. And that was really cool to see. So I learned what felt good for me in terms Mm -hmm. of fueling my body. And I look back at the girl eating that pepper. And I'm like, I never, if you told me to eat (laughs) 1700 calories tomorrow, I would be like, no, I will die. I cannot. Um, but ultimately I had to stop dieting. I stopped worrying about food. If I felt like eating a slice of pizza, I ate it because I was very intentional with my movement and I was very intentional with my lifts and I was very intentional with my sleep, my protein, mm-hmm. all of my non-negotiables. Those are what matter at the core. The rest is a bonus, right? Mm-hmm. So I allowed myself that flexibility and that freedom, but I still prioritized the changes that I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was game over from there. I was like, I'm never looking back. If I eat two, under 2000 calories, it's mm-hmm. because I slept for 24 hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that, that's, that's it.
0: amazing. That's amazing. And yeah, for, for real, the, the pepper story just like boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I can still
1: see myself. Like I know what I was wearing that day. Like that's, that was that moment. I knew yeah. that I was like, this is not okay
0: like i've done some crazy shit for bodybuilding but i have never like walked around eating a bell pepper like it was an apple
1: yep. <laughs> literally. yeah literally that's
0: wild um so uh, another thing that we like really see a lot in our program is you know we we have moms come in who have children and who have you know husbands spouses etc yep. and you know one thing that they always come to us with is well i know i have these macros i know i have these calories but I don't want to have to cook multiple things for my family. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't like my kids aren't going to want to eat what I'm cooking for myself to hit these numbers. Yep. So like whenever whenever you have a client come to you with that, uh, what initiative do you take or what advice do you give them?
1: Yeah. So two things. One, when it comes to meals, um, bulk meal prep or buffet style meal prep is super effective. So I will buffet meal prep chicken. I will buffet meal prep. And when I say buffet, I mean, I, you're not going to see me laying out pretty Pinterest containers and we're all eating the same, you know, measured ounces, whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: I cook, cook it in bulk, put it in the fridge and I keep it neutral because now I can make my kid a quesadilla with that chicken, or I can have chicken, rice, and broccoli. I can make my husband, you know, a stir fry with it and I can make me something else. Having that neutral options for your protein sources is so nice because mm-hmm. you can do a hundred things with that, right? We make turkey meatballs. Now I can add it to spaghetti and sauce, or I can cut it up and add it to something else. Like if we have that core buffet protein prep done. You can do all of those different things. So my kiddo might be like, I don't feel like eating my broccoli. And I'm like, one sucks to suck or two fine. <laughs> I'll make you a quesadilla. Um, so it just depends, but that's one thing. The other thing is if you are new in a fitness journey, you have to, not your kids, but your spouse, you have to sit down and have a conversation about support. I need your support on this. And this is really important to me. And this is the sacrifice that I'm looking at. I'm not asking you to sacrifice but also don't eat a sleeve of Oreos in my face when I'm eating chicken and broccoli. You know what I'm saying? Like go away. Um, So I think those two things are super important is having things that you can prep a million different ways very easily. One, and two, making sure you have that support in your house.
0: That's actually terrific advice. I like legit. I've never thought about that. Like yeah. just like bulking your protein and like just having it neutral. So you can like spread it throughout different types of meals. Yep. It's actually genius. Where, where, where did you come up with that? Where, where did you learn that?
1: Honestly, from my clients. Um, I have really? clients with okay. eight kids. I have a client with five kids who has not missed a single workout since January. And I was like, you know oh, what, if they can show up and do this, like, I don't want to hear any bullshit from anybody. She works full time. She's a physician. She has five kids and she still, no matter what, it's her non-negotiable. She wakes up and her husband says, Hey, I want to go out to dinner tonight. And she's like, Nope, already checked my macros for the day. We'll do it tomorrow. And I'll plan around it. But she has that support. Her kids work out with her and she, those are her non-negotiables, but she also preps that way. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes she just says, This is the way that it is. I'm making everyone else spaghetti and making myself something else. And she's willing to make that sacrifice for her goal. So that's the other thing. Everyone else can eat the same thing. Sometimes you might eat something different and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Or it comes down to portion sizes, right? If everybody's Mm -hmm. eating a baked potato, but you're in the depths of your deficit and your carbs are a little bit lower, guess what? You get a third of a potato or half a potato. Right. Um, So that it comes down to that too, that I think people overthink. Like you don't have to also eat a pound of, pasta, like your husband.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I, I think people put more thought into the effort of doing things than yeah. there really is in the effort, if that makes sense. Yep. Um. So like I do something on Sunday, it's called like meal prep with Mike and like my meal prep is so freaking simple. It's just yeah. like, right. It's, it's bodybuilding, basic shit, rice, yep. like broccoli and like shredded beef, like yep. a shred steak and cook it. And like, legit. That's what I eat for several meals a day, just because I'm weird. And like, I was just standing there talking to, like, the people in the group, and I'm, like, yeah, like, I'm standing here watching football, like, this is, like, not really that much work, yeah, (laughs) so, like, it dawned on me, like, the other morning, I was, like, you you know, I think people, they just put too much, like, thought into the effort, where then, like, they overwhelm themselves, where they're, like, man, I gotta chop up all these vegetables, I gotta chop up all this fruit, Mm -hmm. like, I gotta go, like, plow the fields and get the rice and all this stuff (laughs) yeah they
1: overthink it i mean we have tons of frozen veggies any like i will pay the premium for instant cart to deliver my groceries i will pay the premium for them to cut up my vegetables and i will pay for that three dollar container so that my peppers are already diced up i I will pay that and i'm not saying that everybody can or should or has Mm -hmm. to but those are the things that make it a lot easier for me. And I'm like, you know what, I'll pay $10 for somebody to bring me my groceries. That just gave me my hour back for meal mm-hmm. prep, you know? Um,
0: well, yeah. So, I mean, if time is the enemy, you, you know, with, and like being a parent, being a spouse, you know, most of the time, time is the enemy, Yeah. Um, you know, that's sometimes the best way to go. Like finding a like a system or a route where you know they will do the meal prep for you, or yep. finding a way where it only takes you 45 minutes on a Sunday morning to just knock it out for the week. Yeah. You know, sometimes it just takes that.
1: But the other beautiful thing about flexible dieting is, you know, my son played baseball three days a week in the summer and they're late nights. We don't get out of there until 8, 8:30. 8, and we go buy a Taco Bell and a couple mm-hmm. of fast food places. And guess mm-hmm. what? Our dinner planned on those nights because we're not home to cook because his games are two and a half hours is Taco Bell. I pre-track Taco Bell into my phone and that's how I fit it in my macros. And guess what? That's not the best option, Um, but you will also, and this is just the foodie in me and Mm -hmm. I hope everyone makes a shift one day. At any given moment, if you put your hand in my pocket, there is an apple or a granola bar or a protein bar. I will never go anywhere without food just in case the apocalypse happens. This girl will not go hungry. Um, So I always have things like if the world crumbled and I drove home and every fast food restaurant collapsed, I still have a protein bar in my pocket. Fuck
0: yeah, You're like prepared. That's, that's it.
1: <laughs> um I am the mom with snacks but the snacks are not for kids they're for the moms. Um oh, I always great. have the protein bars and all those things. So I always make sure that I'm prepared and have some type of backup plan that way mm. you don't get starving and you're like oh my god I have nothing to eat. Like weddings I will literally put a protein bar in because I'm like if I don't like the food I'm at least not going to go starving. Um so I think just like be be flexible, like allow yeah. yourself to be flexible and let life happen. And, and that's okay. And if you plan ahead for the mishaps, then flexible mm-hmm. dieting is serving its purpose for you.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Two more things I want to touch yep. on really fast and then I'll let you go. Um, So the, you bringing up Taco Bell and like your son's baseball games and whatnot, that, that brings an excellent caveat into the next thing I want to talk about. Yep. Um, You know, you're, you're married. How long have you been married for?
1: Uh, three years.
0: Three years. Awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Awesome. It's, uh, we are actually at the eight month mark before I get oh, married. So thanks. yeah, <laughs> dude, it's creeping up so fast since the last time we talked, Yeah. Um, but like for real, for real. Um. But like with that being said, prioritizing date night, as you know, that's super important for any healthy relationship to continue yeah. that spark, to continue that chemistry between you and your partner. Um. How do you prioritize date night with flexible dieting?
1: Yeah. So um, we're super, and, and I will say this comes back to support. Um, There are definitely moments where I want to indulge and my husband doesn't and vice versa. And we have to honor each other's preferences. Right. So if I say like, man, Thai food sounds really good tonight. My husband's like, Nope, I've been great. I've been super consistent in the gym. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just have it by myself in the car or no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm like, okay, fine. We'll do it another night. So we pick a night, right. And say like, this is our night to like indulge and have fun and enjoy each other. And when I say indulge, I don't mean we're going out for drinks and then we're having massive amounts of appetizers. And then we're having burgers with French fries. And then we're going out for ice cream after, I don't feel the need to like smush everything into a cheat meal because Mm -hmm. I allow myself to have those things. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if I want a burger from Jake's, I go to Jake's and get a burger. Like that's it. And I fit it into my macros. And I know the rest of my day needs to be lower fat, but when it comes to date night, we're super intentional about that. If you can look at the menu ahead of time, Mm -hmm. that's super helpful. So we always like to say, backlog your day, like go into the menu, find what you're eating, log it. And now, you know, how to navigate the rest of your day. Yes. You say, okay, my dinner's pretty high fat. I chose the salmon. Probably not going to have four eggs for breakfast, right? Like we got to keep the fats lower. Um, so that's one way to do it. Now, if you're like, okay, well, my restaurant doesn't have the nutrition option, great. Still go pick the menu option. If you still mm-hmm. want salmon, you still know that you have to have lower fats throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell clients, it's not going to be perfect. Don't ever think it. Go in select like chicken teriyaki with rice from your myfitnesspal log it and move the fuck on like right. uh, if you you you're either going to log something or you're going to log nothing if you log nothing i know how your day is going to go
0: mm-hmm.
1: just try like do something it's better than nothing
0: right yeah and, that, and that's one thing like we tell our clients all the time is like hey if you cannot find like the exact label thing find something that's at least close like find something yep. that's even in the ballpark because like legit yep. at the end of the day if you're 10 grams over on your carbs your body's not really going to care right like, like you're going your body's going to be like oh i got a little bit more energy today cool whatever yeah like it's not going to be like oh you know, Becky went 10 grams over, you know, nope, that's going right to her love handles. Like, that's not how it works. Exactly. And and I feel like a lot of people, they put too much stress over, hey, am I a thousand percent like on the money, am I a thousand percent being perfect? And, you you know, I I think ultimately that's where a lot of people get bogged down, especially with flexible dieting. They, they feel like, you know, this is a process where they have to be perfect. They have to be right on the money. You know, they have to make sure like they're exactly 80% eating clean or or eating healthy. You you know, it's kind of the, you know, all or nothing mentality.
1: Yeah, it does. I feel like it's that old mentality that starts to creep back in. Like, well, if I can't be perfect, I'm just not going to do it just do something, give, yeah. give a hundred percent effort in, in trying. And, and you're going to get a lot further than just not tracking because if you just don't track what you don't know, you don't know. Right. So you could have mm. gone over by 700 calories and you're like, oh, well, I don't feel full. So I'm probably fine. Like, no, you're probably a dick because you didn't track
0: it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. Um, cool. So, so last and final question for you, then, yeah. then I'm, I'm going to kind of field questions from the group yeah so if you had to give uh, we're just going to say bodybuilding you bell pepper mm-hmm. you and that's that, that's the official name for for that version of you bell yeah. pepper you by the way um so if you had to give bell pepper you any type of advice whenever it comes to nutrition exercise fitness just taking care of yourself what would it be
1: gosh i i don't even know how to pick one um I was eating 900 calories a day and working out six days a week. I would just tell her to Google. And I talked about this today earlier, what the daily recommended calorie intake for a toddler is. And when you see that number, um, it's, it hurts, right. To think that there are so many women who are torturing themselves, a three-year-old should eat 1200 calories. And there are women out here carrying household stress with multiple children, like running around like chickens with their head cut off, carrying work stress, not sleeping enough. All of these life factors, right? Mm -hmm. On top of being a larger human than a three-year-old. And we're eating such a minuscule amount of food. Like, of course your body's fighting you. Um, I would just go back and smack her and be like, just eat the fucking peanut butter. (laughs) Like, just eat the peanut butter. That's it. Um, But I I mean, those those binge eating episodes, they take you to a really dark place. And it's just not- it's not worth the price that you pay. And I don't mean physically with the weight that you put on mentally, the toll that that takes on you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're at a point where you are avoiding pictures with your kids or you're avoiding the mirror, you're like, I don't even know what I look like because I do not even look at myself anymore. You just pass the mirror real quick. Make sure you don't have anything in your pants and move on with your day. Like you need to, you need to check yourself and check mm-hmm. what you're doing. And I say this a lot definition of insanity, right? You're doing the same shit and expecting something different to happen. Like, stop starving yourself. You just eat food like Mm -hmm. your body wants it. Mm -hmm. I am living, breathing proof that fueling your body is going to take you so much further
0: than dieting every day forever. Fuck yes. God, I love that. I love it so much. Yeah. And and I I loved, you know, you bringing up the definition of insanity. I was speaking on, you know, on somebody's podcast the other week and was telling my story and, uh, you know, it, it dawned on me, you know, whenever I was talking, I was like, you know, honestly, I got tired of living the same life every day. Yeah. Like legit. I got tired of waking up, going to the gym, going to work, drinking Waking up, hungover, repeat, like I got tired of living that life. And, you know, that was ultimately what broke me. And, you you know, sometimes I feel like people, they're there where they're tired of living that life, but they feel like it's too late for them. Yep. You know, they feel like it's too late for them. And, you you know, I I think, you know, you are a perfect example, like, hey, it's never too late to really, you know, take control of your health, to really turn your life around and, you know, take your health to, to the next level, you know?
1: Yeah. We have clients who are 65 to 70 years old, reverse dieting and tracking their food. Like you don't have an excuse. They are out there lifting three, four days a week in the gym, tracking Mm -hmm. their macros at almost 70 years old. Like- Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I have a client, Debbie, she's like, this is the best I've ever felt my whole life. She actually, now she used to go to workout classes and she's like, I did the same thing for so long. Now I go to the gym at a different time because I feel guilty for quitting my three-year class. But she's like,
0: <laughs> I ran so into one of the, yeah. the
1: women from the program. And she's like, they were like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, I am eating and I'm lifting really heavy. And they were like, what? <laughs> Like sixty eight yeah. years old. It's like no, Heck it's yeah, not it too late. Your metabolism doesn't slow with age. All like get that shit out of your head.
0: Right? Yeah. Now it's crazy. We we have a bodybuilding client uh, within our program. You know, she actually just retired uh, last week. So she, she retired last week and like, she's been kicking ass and like, she's already done like, I think two shows we're working on her third show. Um, So like for real, Denise is another great example of like, Hey, like your age is not the excuse here. You being a mom isn't an excuse. You being a spouse isn't an excuse. And you know, I talk about this a lot, you know, sometimes in order to take care of those around you, you gotta take care of yourself first.
1: A hundred percent. It's so important.
0: Yeah yeah for for real for real um cool down so i am going to turn it over to you guys in the group if you got any questions go ahead and feel free to fire away let's see leanne commented stupid carnivore diet prescribed by doctors <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. That car- carnivore diet is something else have, have you ever looked into that diet
1: Uh, I haven't looked at it specifically, but honestly, I mean, I just had a conversation with somebody earlier there, you know, she said, oh, my a1c was bad. So my doctor put me on 1200 calories. And I was like, reducing calories is not correcting your a1c. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, So I promise I will never come out here and claim that I am smarter than anyone with letters after their name. However, that is isn't really stupid advice.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree with that. Um, so not, not too much questions in the, in the comments. Cool. So cool. Deal. So it seems like everybody's happy and fulfilled, which makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Cool. Deal. Uh, Jillian, thank you so much, um, uh, for, joining us tonight for real for real i uh, really enjoyed it um yes. guys if you watch this live in the comments below ha- do the hashtag um, team live if you're watching the replay hashtag team replay remember we are giving away a free heart rate monitor um, mm-hmm. or actually a free fitbit excuse me we're the same thing whatever yeah. um yeah we're giving away a free fitbit um before tomorrow night's uh, broadcast of our next lesson where we will be joined by jared hamilton i'm um, super excited about that one jared is a awesome guy. Jillian, do, do you know Jared?
1: I do. Yeah, um, Jared, Jared's guys, awesome. come hang out with Jared. Yeah. yeah that's j- going to be great.
0: Jared's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jared's a good time. So, uh, so looking forward to that one tomorrow. Um, but cool though. So Jillian, thank you so much for joining Absolutely. us. Um, I hope you have a great evening and yeah. I will be in touch with you soon.
1: Yeah. See you guys soon. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.